Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Church is not merely ritual. It's not merely rules and regulations and traditions. It's a relationship. It reads in verse 25 of Joshua, on the day Joshua made a covenant for the people there at Shechem and drew up for them decrees and laws. This is a covenant relationship with God. It brings them into an intimate relationship with Him. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be your hands and As Pastor Ed continues his teaching series through the book of Joshua, he'll be emphasizing the importance for us to know the Lord in an intimate and personal way. God doesn't care about vain religious ceremonies and traditions of man. The Lord desires that we grow in our knowledge of God and that we serve Him out of our appreciation for what He's already done for us. If we obey the commands of God because we love Him, that's a genuine heart that's following after God. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You've heard the statement, all roads lead to All roads lead to Rome. (laughs) That's what they say. But that isn't true. I know what they're trying to say. But nevertheless, all roads don't lead to Rome. It matters what road you are on. What road you are on will determine your destiny. Jack MacArthur said, The choices of time are binding in eternity. The choices of time are binding in eternity. Max Jukes lived in New York, and he did not believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And he didn't bring his family to church. Now, he refused to take them. He had 1,000... 26 descendants. Of his 1,026 descendants, 300 were sent to prison for an average of 13 years. 190 of his descendants were public prostitutes. 
680 of them admitted alcoholics. His family cost the state in excess of $420,000. Someone who lived at the same time as he was Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards believed in church and he brought his family to church. And of his descendants, there were 929. 430 of them were ministers. 86 became university professors. 13 became university presidents. 75 authored good books. Seven were elected to the United States Congress, and one was a vice president. He didn't cost the state anything. He contributed greatly to the society, and so his family did as well. Our choices have incredible impact. And Joshua, in his farewell address, he's an old man now, standing before the people, challenges them to choose who they will serve. Tim Kimmel, in his book, Little House on the Freeway, spoke about choices. And he wrote this. Once philosophy is not best expressed in words, but it is expressed in the choices one makes. In the long run, we shape our lives and we shape ourselves. The process never ends until we die, and the choices we make are ultimately our responsibility. I want to talk to you this morning about the choice that Joshua challenged the people to make. Now this choice really invokes a solemn decision. In Joshua 24.1 it reads, Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, officials of Israel, and they presented themselves to the Lord. It was a historic day, a solemn assembly, when all of the people of Israel and the leaders of Israel gathered together to present themselves to God. It was to be a decisive presentation of their lives to God. I believe that to choose to follow God is a solemn decision. Joshua begins before leading them to the place of choice with reviewing their history and God's redemptive work in their lives. In verses 2 to 13, you see, he asked them for a rational decision. I believe it's important that we involve our minds in the decision we make to serve God. It was a rational decision. He brings them back and he reminds them of what God did for them. He takes them back to Abraham 
And when Abraham first came into the land of promise, do you know where he came? He came to Shechem. And there at Shechem, he built an altar to God. And now Joshua had brought the people to Shechem. And he tells them that God delivered Abraham from idolatry in the land of Chaldeas. He reviews their history. And he reminds them of their time in Egypt when they were in bondage. And God heard their cry and brought them out of captivity. He brings them to the time that their enemies came against them in the wilderness and God delivered them. And then he reminds them of the victory in the promised land they experienced when the walls of Jericho fell and God gave them victory over their enemies. Again and again, he brings them to the past. We need to remember, to reflect, to remind ourselves of what God has done in our lives. Think back on his track record in your life. In the Old Testament hymn book, the book of Psalms, Psalm 105, Psalm 106, Psalm 135, 136, were hymns that told the history of God's people. And one of the hymns, was hymn 105, and it ends in verse 45 reading, all this happened so they would follow his principles and obey his laws. Praise the Lord. We sing hymns in the church. I think of the gospel chorus, he brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. I think of the chorus that we sing, Look what the Lord has done for me. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Go back over your spiritual history. Isn't that true in your life? If I were to remind you the times that God has answered your prayers, that he's healed your body, that he's gave you peace of mind, it should result in a unanimous vote. We will follow the Lord. We will serve our God. And Joshua wanted them to make this rational decision. It is reasonable to choose for God. It's a sacred, a solemn decision. Not only is it rational, but it is relational. When he brought them to make the covenant, they weren't just signing a contract to follow a bunch of rules and laws and regulations. See, church is not merely ritual. It's not merely rules and regulations and traditions. It's a relationship. It reads in verse 25 of Joshua, on the day Joshua made a covenant for the people there at Shechem and drew up for them decrees and laws. This is a covenant relationship with God. It brings them into an intimate relationship with him. God wants us to make a solemn decision based on our rational, rational thought, what God has done for us. He has been faithful. He has been true. He has kept every one of his promises. He deserves our loyalty. He deserves your decision. 
It's a relational decision. He's asked you not merely to follow rules and regulations, but he wants a relationship with you. Look at Moses, the great lawgiver. He was consumed with a relationship with God. In the book of Exodus, it reads in the 33rd chapter, verse 11, inside the tent, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Our oh, relationship is so very important. How are we speaking to God face to face? Do we sense his presence? Is our service more than merely right and ritual and tradition? I grew up in a church where all I knew was tradition. I knew when to kneel and when to stand and when to say this and when to listen. And, uh, you know, I knew all of those rituals, but I didn't have a relationship. God wants a relationship. And that decision is a decision that is relational. It's saying, I want to know God. We sing, what a friend we have in Jesus. That's meant to be more than mere words that we sing. It's meant to be a living reality where we walk and we talk with him. And he walks and he talks with us. And so our decision is a solemn decision to get to know God. In Joshua's earlier exhortation in the 23rd chapter, he is speaking words that speak of just his heart for the people. And he exhorts them in Joshua 23, so be very careful to love the Lord your God. I like that. Be very careful to love the Lord your God. Is what I'm doing today and what I plan to do tomorrow an expression of my love for God? In John chapter 15, Jesus called his followers his friends to be thought of as a friend of God. He's calling you and me into a, a relationship. God is asking for our loyal love. And he has given it to us. He deserves it from us. Oswald Chambers has said, our destiny is not determined for us, but is determined by us. Man's free will is a part of God's sovereign will. We have freedom to take which course we choose, but not freedom to determine the end of that choice. Choice determines destiny, and it binds us in eternity. The second point, the choice ignites sacred devotion. You cannot make this type of choice to choose to follow God, to choose for your household to follow God without it igniting in you the fires of devotion. I've never seen a person who's made a choice to follow God who has a cold relationship with God. It's a contradiction. If you make a solemn decision and then you make a sacred devotion where you devote yourself to following God, it's going to ignite in you holy fires. 
And if in a church, a church has made a conscious decision to devote themselves to God, I tell you, the very fire of God will burn in that congregation. The very holy presence of God will be there. And people will have encounters with God, even as Moses had when he met God on the backside of the desert and he met him in that burning bush. We have seen men and women have encounters with God just a couple of weeks ago. A woman came to my office, and she wasn't from our church, but she had been visiting on a Sunday night, and there kneeling at the altars, she told me she heard the audible voice of God. God still speaks. He still moves, and he's looking for a church who is going to ignite the fires of devotion. Now listen to the words of Joshua. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Notice we are to choose faithful devotion. I think of Caleb as an example of faithfulness. He wholeheartedly followed the Lord. In Joshua 4.9, rather, it says, Joshua said, uh, Because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly, Moses said to him, You followed God wholeheartedly. Six times in Scripture, it's said of Caleb that he wholeheartedly followed God. His heart wasn't torn. His heart wasn't divided. His heart wasn't going in one direction and in another direction. No, it was focused on God. That's what we need to focus on. The Lord have faithful service. Now, he amplifies. He says, faithful, throw away those idols. Throw away those gods. Shechem was a sacred place in the minds of the Israelites. Not only did Abraham come and build an altar there, but Jacob, after long years of exile, came back into the promised land. And there at Shechem, he gave a message to his household, and he said to his household, get rid of all of those idols, all of them now. And Joshua as it were, were bringing them back to their sacred history. The idols that so readily capture our attention, the idols that so readily call for our devotion, God is saying to us, get rid of all of those idols. An idol is anything that comes between you and God. An idol is anything that distracts you from service to God. Money could be an idol. Possessions can be an idol. Position can be an idol. On and on it goes. These things bid us to come and bow and worship and render them service. Only God alone deserves our service. He calls us to get rid of all of our idolatry, to be faithful to him. I like what Joshua 24, 23 reads. Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord. Yield your heart to him. My son, give me thine heart. Let thine eyes observe my ways, the writer of of Proverbs says. Faithfulness to God will make you faithful in other areas. A person can't truly, really be faithful to God, and yet... Be unfaithful to his family. I read a story about a man by the name of Bruce Reynolds. He died very quietly in a small New York town. 
At his memorial service, people became aware of an incredible secret. Twenty-five years before his death, Bruce's first wife left him. And as she left him, she went off with another man, and she took their only child, Iva. Well, Bruce Reynolds supported his daughter with monthly checks all of those years, even at his own expense of going down to visit her. And every week, he would write her letters, even though she didn't respond to him. She seldom wrote back. Once in a while, she did. But Bruce wanted to communicate his love. After several strokes, he dictated to his second wife letters to his daughter. And there were about some 1,300 letters from 1964 to 1989. Maybe it was a little more than that. But faithfully would write. Faithfully would write. Faithfulness to God will make you faithful to your commitments and faithful to your family. God calls us to faithful devotion. Our relationship with others and our relationship with everything around us is a mirror of our relationship to God. He said, Joshua, choose this day whom you'll serve. But as for me and my household, we are going to serve the Lord. And he called them to faithfulness. There's an ad in Newsweek, uh, 1990 November. In this ad, it had a caption of a man in a pinstripe suit. Instead of carrying a briefcase, he was carrying a child. And the caption read, success is knowing which appointments to keep. The secular world is catching on. But the Bible long ago knew and taught faithfulness in our homes, faithfulness to God. Not only was he faithful, but there was a fearful devotion to God. We are to choose fearful devotion to God. Verse 14 again, now fear the Lord. Notice that? Fear the Lord. Now, that's not speaking of a, a cowering fear. It's not speaking of someone who's just, you know, running away from God. No. It's speaking of a fear that comes out of a, an encounter with God that understands his might and his awesomeness, his greatness. It's a fear that grows out of deep love. Not wanting to offend, not wanting to grieve, not wanting to hurt God. We need to choose fearful devotion to the Lord. There was a, a list of God's ten most wanted men. I want to read that list to you. God's ten most wanted men. Number one, the man who puts God's business above other business. Number two, the man who brings his children to church rather than sending them. Number three, the man who is willing to be the right example to every boy he meets. Four, the man who thinks more of his Sunday school class than he does of his Sunday sleep. Maybe I should camp on that. <laughs> Number five, the man who measures his giving by what he has left rather than by the amount he gives. The man who goes to church for Christ's sake rather than for his own or someone else's. Think about that. 
Number seven, the man who has more passion to help others than he had to be helped himself. Number eight, the man who can see his own faults before he sees the faults of others. Joshua is one of the most mighty warriors in all of the Bible. From the spies who were hidden by Rahab to the story of the walls of Jericho, throughout this book of Joshua, Pastor Ed will continue to point us to the Lord, sharing with us wonderful insights each time he teaches. Though Joshua isn't a book many study, it is rich with content that we apply to our daily lives as we walk with Jesus. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com to spend some time getting to know us and to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith. At the website, you'll find today's message for you to listen to again, download, or even post to your Facebook page to share with your family and friends. Again, that's all available when you log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue teaching verse by verse through the Old Testament book of Joshua. So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you. Your word restores.